Hi, and welcome back to HFC, or Helpful Christian. Uh, this week, we're covering the topic of standing firm in God. We're not necessarily talking about how to stand firm in God, because we have covered that in episode two and three, which is, you know, staying in your word, and by treasuring those moments where God has shown you that he is faithful. Um, in this kind of episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of standing firm in God. Like, why do we need to stand firm with God? And what are the implications when we do? And what are the implications when we don't? Um, before we get too heavily into the topic, um, let's go ahead and start by reading that verse. So this verse and this topic is inspired by um, Galatians 2, verse 11, when it says, But when Peter came to Antioch, I had to oppose him to his face, for what he did was very wrong. So, a little background in this situation. So, Peter originally participated in fellowship during mealtimes with Jewish and Gentile believers in Antioch. The meals didn't meet Jewish customs at that time. However, Peter had been given a vision by God in Joppa that Gentiles in all foods were clean. And this was important because previously... Jews held that standard of, oh, oh, we can't speak to Gentiles. Oh, you can't eat um, pork. You can't eat all those things that you, you know, you can't eat that I haven't really paid attention to because I know it's okay to eat those things now. But back then they were very heavily informed on what you could and could not eat because they were considered dirty <clears throat> or sorry, unclean. But Peter's been given a vision in Joppa and he was told by God that Gentiles and all foods were now clean. So it was okay to fellowship with them. Um, and it was okay to share the word with them and, and all this stuff that he gave him his, okay, like, yes, go ahead. And not only is okay, he was saying, go ahead and share it with them because he wanted now, now the, the message was more for everyone than it had been previously. But what happened is, so what happened was Peter had this vision. So now he was fellowshipping with these Gentile believers and Jewish believers in Antioch. And he was having a good time. He was sharing the word. And, you know, everybody was being touched. And he was kind of starting some new churches there. But what ha happened later was Jewish Christian leaders end up coming to Antioch. And Peter stops fellowshipping with the Gentiles, uh, which caused some confusion. But he did this because he was afraid of the judgment of the Jewish leaders. Fortunately, I was going to say luckily, but fortunately for us, there was someone there, and that person was Paul, who was able to remind Peter the importance of standing firm in God. So, like it says in the verse, I had to oppose him to his face for what he did was very wrong. Paul opposes and eventually speaks to Peter about the issue, uh, and it becomes rectified. But had this issue not been rectified, it could have severely affected the growth of the churches in this area. Because God had specifically said, it is now okay to speak to these Gentiles, it is now okay to eat these unclean foods. And so when Peter allowed, you know, he was afraid of what the Jewish leaders might think, he was afraid of what those other people might think, and these pressures start building on him. And he was like, oh, well, I, I don't want them to think that, to think ill of me or to think bad of me. So then he stops doing what God told him was okay to do. Instead, he seeks out the favor of these Jewish leaders more than he was seeking out the favor of God, who had said this situation was okay. Now, had he not continued to do this, the churches might not have been where they ended up being, because these Gentiles would have been like, whoa, this man is so two-faced. Like, um, like, here he was fellowship with us, now he can't anymore? Like, what's up with that? 
And at the same time, these Jewish leaders had Peter not said, hey, like, God gave me a vision, because if he had continued to be afraid and he hadn't shared, like, hey, God gave me a vision, it's okay, like, we're uh, we're supposed to do this now, right? Christianity is for everyone now, right? We're supposed to do this now. If he had not done that, then these churches would have been a lot smaller, and it would have really affected the growth of these churches, uh, all because Peter wasn't standing firm in what God had told him. Now, again, luckily for us, we had Paul in this situation. But sometimes we're not always going to have a Paul, you know, and, and what Paul ended up doing in this situation, that's called accountability, right? Paul was holding him accountable because he said, hey, what you're doing is wrong because you know that God told you to do this and you're not doing it. He held him accountable to what God had told him. But in some situations, um, God's not. there's not always going to be someone to hold us accountable, Right. There are some situations where we can tell people, hey, such and such, this is what I'm going through. Um, this is this is what God's been saying to me. Or maybe you're dealing with like some sort of issue like addiction and you 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 begin to share with someone and say, Hey, um, I just want you to be my accountability partner and like someone in Christ that you trust and you ask them to be your accountability partner and they can hold you accountable. But in some situations, it's gonna be all on you. And it's not always going to be about addiction. And it could be something like maybe God told you to do something that's, you know, scary, that's, um, you know, not easily done or not easily seen. Like it's not something that you think could be done very easily. So sometimes we're going to find ourselves in situations where we're not going to have someone to hold us accountable. So if Peter hadn't been, you know, opposed by Paul, if Paul hadn't held Peter accountable, he would, this would have affected the salvation of so many people because, like, we don't even know the implications that this might have had in present time. Because, I mean, I don't particularly know how the churches, you know, developed from here and what ended up becoming the churches that we have nowadays. But in my very common sense way of thinking about this, more churches then means better chances of churches surviving till now means more churches now, right? I think we can all agree that it's not bad to have more churches that are following, you know, the gospel. We might not always have someone else's salvation on the line, but we might have our own salvation. We might have, you know, something great that God had planned to bless someone, that if we're not standing firm on what He's told us in His vision and His plan for us, we end up affecting other people because we're not standing for what God told us. So it's not only our, um, ourselves that we can end up harming because we're not standing firm when God says, hey, don't do that. Hey, do this, that kind of thing. It's other people that we can affect. Now, again, some ways that we can deal with this is praying for guidance in these potentially confusing or difficult situations. And I'm not going to lie, like even praying for it, it might not even be confusing, but it's just like, it's just like there's pressures that come on to us as we're doing things, right? As Christians, we face persecution, right? Even Jesus faced persecution. It's one of the things the Bible talks about, that we're going to face persecution. And it's it's not even just praying for guidance, because sometimes it's not confusing or uh, situations. Sometimes it's just standing firm when God says, hey, you should do something. Like, like this podcast, for example. I'd be lying if I said that, you know, I thought about it 100% of the time like God asked me to. Um, That's our human part of us, right? We mess up. We make mistakes. But we ask for strength and we ask for 
God's grace and we get up and we do it we get started again. This week was spring break for me so it was, I mean I have a week off of work because I'm a, I'm a teacher and I literally I did not want to do anything. I've literally just been relaxing but this podcast is not something that God let me forget. Even in the back of my mind on Monday I was like, "Oh, I got to do the podcast. I need to start looking at like whatever messages I want to talk about." And I had one in my mind and again, God changed it as he tends to do because you know he has a specific message for specific times and that's fine and I'm fine and I'm going to you know I'm going to be willing to do it and I'm going to stand for what he told me told me despite you know whether or not I had everything planned for the other message but you know that's part of standing firm on what God tells us it's not always going to be the simple route it's not always going to be the easiest one it's not always going to be the most favorable one right we're not put on this earth to be popular at the same time, we're not put on this earth to, you know, be hated. Um, you know, we're persecuted, but I want to elaborate more on that. <laughs> we're not necessarily going to be loved by everybody, but I don't, this is just more of me saying, like, I don't think we should go out and purposely try to be hated, right? That we, we should be spreading love, because that's one of, uh, one of the things that God says, that, you know, that we should go out and spread love, because one of the verses, um, I have it written down, it's Second uh, John 6, I don't know the verse, uh, it says, and this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands, as we have heard from the beginning. His command is that you walk in love. I mean, everything that we should do, we do should be in love. So we shouldn't be actively seeking to be hated, but you know, it's going to happen sometimes. All right, there are going to be people who hate you for no reason. There are going to be people who are difficult for no reason. There are going to be people just for whatever reason don't want to agree with you, even though maybe your idea is actually a great idea. Um, there's going to be situations that it always work out for your for like for the best. It might be time constraints. It might be energy constraints. You're feeling really exhausted, but God said every every Tuesday Thursday you need to um, go and pray for 30 minutes and praise and worship. Right? But you're like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> Can I just skip it? And and that's part of the the, the thing, like standing firm in in what God tells us. I think Peter knew right that he was doing the wrong thing. I just think that sometimes when faced with those difficult situations, we kind of give in because we we want to be liked. We want to be loved or we want to, you know, get a time to relax. We want to get some time to ourselves. We want to just relax. We want to, we have those fleshly desires, right? For love, for, for popularity, for fame, for a time to ourselves, a time to relax, a time to lay down. But again, I think Peter knew that there were implications for the church at that point. And I think sometimes we know the implications at that point, like, oh, I shouldn't do that. That's probably going to might upset someone, but we don't see the future implications. And I don't know if Peter saw the future implications, right? Only Peter knows that. Only Peter knows if God revealed to him that this would be the great beginning of so many churches that would later go on again to provide a future for other churches that could be providing the future for the very church that you're at right now. If you're at a church, if not find a church, um, right. So maybe some of the simplest things, cause I mean, is it necessarily difficult to have fellowship with people? I mean, I don't know what it was like back then, but nowadays it's not okay. It might've actually been really difficult with Jewish, Jewish leaders. It might have actually been difficult because Jewish leaders could get you killed. But I mean, we're not living in that time, so it should be much easier for us to stand firm in what God says, right? Sometimes it's not difficult. Sometimes it's just time-consuming or energy-draining, and 
you may not be seeing the implications of whatever um, God's asking you to do, right? There's good, there could be so many things on the line. You could have someone's salvation at hand. Maybe you sharing um, something that could be embarrassing could lead to someone else getting to know God, to being saved. Or maybe you doing something as simple as saying good morning to someone could make someone question, like, why is that person so friendly? Why are they so loving? Why are they so caring? What What is so different about that person than everybody else? All of this to say that it's important to stand firm in whatever God's telling you. I don't care if it's as simple as, you know, saying good morning. I don't care if it's as difficult as, you know, sharing your testimony that could be possibly heavily embarrassing, or maybe even, I don't know, might have some legal conflict. There are these future implications that we don't know, that we can't see, right? We might be seeing our own, like what might happen in the now, but only God can see what could happen in the future. I can only imagine the great loss of of salvation for the world if Peter didn't have Paul to hold him accountable so that he would stand firm in what God had told him. If Peter hadn't, you know, stood firm in what God told him in the first place, right? Because, I mean, if he had doubted that, and been like, oh, if I eat that bacon or pork or whatever they were eating at that fellowship. Another thing that I want to share is truth is powerful. When God speaks a message to you, don't let someone else's, you know, truth. We talked about this in our last episode, right? We talked about the difference between God's truth, someone who knows, you know, all of reality, the sum of it, and versus the truth of a, of a person in this world, which would only know the truth at this moment. Right? Because the truth could always be changing based on the situation around us. We don't know the sum of the universe, of the uh, the sum of all time, the sum of all you know creation. We don't know the sum of 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 reality. We just don't. So the truth from God is so much more impactful than the truth of a person right beside us, right? Than their judgment, than their their belief, right? If God tells you something, stand in it. God's truth sets people free especially in this situation, right? These Gentiles had previously not been able to have a relationship with God. God's vision allowed these people to have a connection that previously would have been impossible. Sometimes, God's truth isn't going to always go with what's popular, right? But stand firm in it because it's freedom for you and it's freedom for other people. It's freedom. To put it all simply, I just want to make sure in case I overcomplicated this message because I tend to do that when I ramble. Um, stand firm in God's in what God tells you. Stand firm in God's words. Stand firm in God's visions and plans for you. Right? How do we make sure that it's actually God's vision and God's plan by staying in the Word and by praying? We talked about that in episode two. How to not be deceived, but stand firm in God's word and God's plan for you, because you never know the future implications of it. You don't even know the current implications of it. Something that you're doing now could bring salvation to you. It could bring blessings. It could bring protection. It could be preparing you for a future situation where you need something that you can only get from the situation that you're in right now or from doing whatever you're doing right now. Just continue to pray guidance over your life and for strength and for God to give you clarity. Remember that you have authority over these doubts and anxieties and rebuke them when they come for you. And, and begin to praise and worship God when they come for you. Remind them, remind them and yourself, the God that you serve. All right. Again, as always, as we go back into this week where we could be facing so many different things, 
I just want to pray a prayer over all of us, including myself. Somewhat specifically that we stand firm in whatever God has for us, but also just a general prayer and, and just giving thanks to God for all that he's done for us. Dear God, thank you for the truth you've provided to me. Thank you for the purpose and plan you've revealed to me so far. God, I ask for continued guidance in my daily walk with you. Guidance when things become difficult, situations get confusing, or I find myself in a situation where I must stand up for your truth. God, I also ask for strength in your boldness. Just as you're bold to come, come protect me, and you're bold to come stand up for me, and you're bold to come and you're bold in loving me, Lord, let me also be bold in doing your will. Lord, help me to ground myself in you. Lord, help me to ground myself in your word and your promises and plans for my life. Guide me to scriptures that will clarify your truth and give me a solid foundation upon which my faith, purpose, and plan may reside. Lord, I ask your Holy Spirit to begin working in me and truly opening my eyes to the knowledge and wisdom you have for me. Give me courage and the strength to stand up for your truths, even in trying situations. Let me not stand up for them in my way, but even in that, help me to glorify you. Help me to stay sharp and knowledgeable of your word so that I won't be tricked, deceived, or misled by my own ambition. Continue to open my eyes to your truth, to my purpose, and your plan. I seek to be I want to be a light in this world, Lord, and I want to share the hope and peace you have given me. Give me the words and the wisdom to begin sharing these things with co-workers, friends, and family, dear Lord, and guiding them towards your grace, mercy, and love. In every action and thought, be with me, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of HFC. Um, before you guys go, I just want to let you know, um, I actually had a lot of trouble recording this episode, which is funny because it was talking about standing for a moment God you know, has for you, and God has told me to start this podcast, but I, I was having breathing issues. <laughs> I edited a lot of stuff out um, because I, you literally could hear me like trying to catch my breath. And it, maybe it was an anxiety attack. I haven't had them in so long, but I just I just wanted to go share that with you guys so you know that you're not the only person who feels attacked when you're trying to do things that God calls you towards because honestly, it's, it's a thing that we all go through, right? You pray through it, you rebuke it, and you claim God's peace over your life. And trust me, it's not always going to be um, easily seeable, you know, in your physical surroundings. You might be praying for healing, you might be praying for something, because God told you to, but you might not see it right away. That doesn't mean that God's not moving. That just means that you need to get your flesh aligned with what your spirit already knows. Um, that's a whole different um, episode, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of um, HFC. Uh, make sure to check out the Instagram. It's Hope Filled Christian. And uh, have a God-blessed week. Bye.